Okay, yogis, we've come to the part that probably most of you are uh, waiting for, which are the goals. So having gone through our decade, our last year, who we are now, now we get to vision for who we want to be a year from now. So I want you to start out with a list of complaints and celebrations. Take about just one minute to like rapid fire list out the things that you're complaining about most often and the things you celebrate most often. And likely those are the things we're going to build on to solve for this year. So Sheryl Sandberg says, you can do it all, just not all at once. And I love and stand by that quote. So take a moment to just brain dump all the things you celebrate and all the things you complain about. And then you want to circle or distill down to the three to five things you want to focus on. So that could be things you want to change. That could be things you want to stabilize. Um, My husband and I really worked a lot on our marriage this year. That's something I want to maintain is is the work we've put in. Um, And then maybe something that you want to enhance. So I've also done a lot of work around... um, being a mother and my boundaries as a mother. So it's something that I want to keep growing uh, versus I've lost part of my personal yoga practice. So I'd like to change that and um, and grow that. So it can be something that you totally stop doing and you know do something entirely entirely different. It could be something that you're doing really well and you want to maintain. And it could be doing it could be something that you've started doing or you're doing well that you want to grow. So think of it. In terms of that, and again, you can do it all, just not all at once. So consider that um, a year is actually a very long time to a relative, I guess. Um, But you can do a lot in a year. So give yourself permission to maybe break it up into quarters and attack like one big thing a quarter or two to three big things a quarter. But don't, um, don't try to take on your entire life in one year. Be realistic with three to five really big things you want to take on. And so once you've written out all of that, we're going to start to craft our vision for a year from now. And there are two different ways that you can do this, and I'm going to invite you to pick one. Um, In a moment, unless you're driving, I'm going to have you close your eyes and just listen to the vision, but decide if it's an extraordinary day. So if it's like your birthday or you're on a vacation or you're doing something out of the ordinary that is just like your best day ever or if it's an ordinary day that is your perfect circumstance of an ordinary day. So if you go to work, if you you know tend to your garden, like things that are in your present circumstance would make it an ordinary day, but also an extraordinary, ordinary day. So either extraordinary, extraordinary, or extraordinary, ordinary is how you're going to decide what you're gonna vision about. Do you wanna vision yourself in paradise or do you wanna vision yourself that every day is that paradise? So unless you're driving, close your eyes. If you're driving, this process. And think about yourself a year from today. What do you look like? How do you feel? Imagine this in your most unlimited potential state possible. If you could be your best year, you could be your best self a year from now, and you had your best year leading up to this moment, what would you look like? What does the day look like? What are you wearing? How do you feel in your body? How do you mentally feel? What time did you get up? Who's around you? Are you going to work? Are you in a beautiful place? 
What are you doing with your time? How do you feel about your surroundings? How are you in communion with those surroundings or not? What responsibilities do you have or not? What does it smell like? What do you taste? What are you eating? What are you consuming through your eyes? Like, What does the world look like? What does it sound like? So think of every single detail from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep in that perfect day. What is included in that day? Who is included? Where are you? Are you doing one thing? Are you doing many things? Are you switching tasks? Are you staying focused? Give yourself permission to fully absorb and imagine the best case scenario. And going back to our limiting beliefs, liberating truths, notice if there's that little spark of you that says that's not possible. Try to minimize that thinking and experience and just really immerse yourself in the fantasy that you could have your absolute best day, best year ever. And once you've let that marinate and you've seen every last detail and you feel every last moment through your bones, you're going to open your eyes and you're going to start to write out everything that you saw. And if the uh, exercise earlier about drawing was more helpful, maybe you pull the crayons back out and you draw again and you analyze when you give yourself permission to really imagine, does it look the same as your drawing earlier? Does it look different? Maybe you just free write. So write and write or draw and draw. What does that perfect day look like a year from now? And I'd say pause this and give yourself about three to five minutes to do that. And then once you've completed that, you're going to record your values again. So reviewing what are your claimed values? What do you want your claimed values to be? And do they match up with that vision? So writing out your three to five claimed values, making sure that they line up with the vision. Because if they don't, we have um, some discourse in, in how we're gonna live our life, right? The vision, I'm sorry, the value again, the values again are our compass. And if we don't have those clearly defined, we will likely start to do things because of other people, because of what we should do, um, instead of what we really want to be led by. And so that's an important distinguishing factor as we look at our vision and we start to set our goals is make sure all your goals are set for you and you alone. And this would be really hard, especially if you're a people person, you're a people pleaser like me, or you're in deep relationship with um, other people, because most of us, if not all of us, are, are servants and healers and helpers at heart, and we want to serve others but you cannot pour from an empty cup. And we also cannot have any agency over other people. The only person we have control over is ourselves. And so if I write goals about, you know, how I'm going to affect my husband or um, anything that has to do with coercing him into something, I am instantly making it impossible. I have no agency as to whether, you know, we'll stay married for the rest of our lives. I mean, that's my goal, that's my hope, but I don't have any, yeah, I don't have any control over him. 
And uh, I think that's a hard pill for us all to swallow. The other thing is, you know, people die. Going back to the one of the first rules, we all die. So if you place goals in, around other people, there's no certainty they're going to be around. So they have to be so purely selfish and selfish with a capital S and out of the purest intent that you have to give yourself permission to live your best life. And in doing so, you liberate others to do the same. Now, that doesn't mean they can't be included. So one of my goals from last year or for last year was to go to China. My husband was certainly included in that goal, but it wasn't about him. It wasn't, you know, that if Peter had passed, I would have still tried to make that trip. And thank God he didn't. I'm grateful he's here, la, la, la. But we just, we have to set the goals from and for ourselves first. And that is probably the hardest thing out of all of this to grasp, but make sure that your goals are about you and for you first, because you doing that will only make you better at serving and being for those you love the most. And that could be, you know, one of, I have a volunteer goal. So it could be like I volunteer three times a month. Um, it's not dependent on one organization and one person, but it's still clearly defining something that's within my values and something I want, if that makes sense. So once you've written out your values and you check that they are in your vision and you check that your vision is all about, you know, starting from you, what do you want? And perhaps that feeds out into others. Then you're gonna create a list again. This is the same list from an earlier exercise of things, experiences, and ways of being. What do you want to accrue uh, You know, in the tangible realm, things? What kind of experiences do you wanna have this year? Travel, job, finances, those things. And then what ways of being do you wanna take on? Do you wanna be more joyful? That's, that's one of my goals for this year is joyful, have an ecstatic, joyful year. Laughter. What kind of ways of being do you want to take on? So take about three minutes to finish that exercise. And then we're going to dive into the goals. So if you're going along with the worksheet, you'll see there are two worksheets. There are two types of goals. There are achievement goals and then there are habit goals. Achievement goals are things that we can you know, check off one and done, buying the house, going skydiving. The habit goal is something that is a repetitive goal. It's something that you're doing all the time, practicing yoga daily, um, you know, cooking a meal for your family once a week, if those are things on your goal list. So first we have to talk about the guidelines of how to write goals. And this is very specific and it's very important that you write them down. You will accomplish your goals. Uh, I think the metric is 42% more likely to accomplish your goals just by writing them, not typing them, writing them down. So we're going to write them in the following format, specific, Specific isn't I just exercise, uh, specific is I run. So it's not just like, nah, I exercise sometimes because exercise can be relative, but you can say, yes, I did, or no, I didn't to running, be specific. Um, and these are, sorry, in the smarter format. So S is for specific. M is for measurable. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. It's not I run Sometimes it's I run three times a week for 20 minutes. So make sure it's measurable. Um, affirmative is the A. Write as, it, write as if you are doing it. So I run three times a week for 20 minutes, not I have run or sometimes I run. 
uh, risky is the R. If you if it doesn't make you a little nervous at the possibility of it happening, then it's just a checklist item. And look, I am so type A, it's alarming. I love a checklist. I have about 19 running right now. But checklists are different than goals. Checklists are things that are inevitable. Goals are things that are risky and you might fail at. So make sure it's risky. Time sensitive, always attach a timestamp to it. So this is not the actual date of the buy when, think of it more as a check-in. So example, I run three times a week for 20 minutes by January 1st, 2020. And that check-in is just for me to be like, okay, am I doing it? So then I can acknowledge if it's working or if it's not, and then reevaluate. So, um. Yeah, check that, that it has a timestamp and one of your homework pieces is going to be putting this into your calendar and then actually finding an accountability buddy to follow up with you on your um, timestamps. Exciting, if it doesn't excite you, you just won't do it. We are not motivated by things that bore us. We are motivated by things that are risky and exciting or drive us. So example, I've um, set for many years <laughs> to get out of debt. And honestly, that's just not exciting to me. But what is exciting to me is what I can do with the money that I would have if I didn't have to pour it into my credit card each month. So I've changed that goal to what I'm going to be able to do with the money I'm spending on my credit card to studying with my teacher, Noah Maze. That excites me and that has drastically changed how I'm tackling that goal. Um, but I don't write down like, I get out of debt because I'm <sighs> bored. I write, I study with Noah Maze debt-free or something like that. So I know that I'm, that I'm uh, motivated to do it. And then the R, the final R, smarter, is realistic. You are full of unlimited potential and be realistic that everything can't happen overnight. So give yourself realistic timelines that, um, yeah, it's going to take some time for you to accomplish bigger things like if you want to be an astronaut but you haven't finished high school that's not going to po be possible unless like a couple miracles line up in a year so give yourself you know appropriate and realistic timelines to get to those bigger goals so when you write the goals out um, if you're using the worksheets you'll see that the 10 categories we used for the decade recap are at the top try to write you know one per category, and you're gonna use your vision as the guideline here. So I'm gonna go back to my vision, I'm gonna read through it, and then I'm gonna extract three to five, that tends to be my rule for everything, three to five goals from that vision. And perhaps they're you know in two or three categories, maybe they are in five different categories, but you're gonna write the, you're gonna go macro to micro, or when we teach yoga, um, teacher trainings, we talk about going gross to subtle. So if in my one-year vision, I am tending my farm in Bloomington, let's say, um, then that is going to be my macro goal for avocational. I tend my farm in Bloomington by January 1st, 2021. I hope I'm not outside, but whatever. You get the drift. So I will write that out, and then I will write down incremental goals to get me there. So macro to micro, if my goal is to be tending a farm in Bloomington, then perhaps six months from there, so July 1st, 2020, 
I have secured the land for my farm in Bloomington by July 1st, 2020. And then um, I have another step down from that, which is a three month goal or you know whatever time frames work for you. I have taken a farming class with um, you know Bellfound Farms by March 1st, 2020. So I incrementally step down from the macro goal, the big goal, to more micro goals to make it more um, feasible. Now, being realistic, I couldn't own a farm in a year, but you know it would be something like that. So you're going to um, you're going to write your goals out like that, and you'll see if you're using the worksheets that underneath each goal. You're gonna write out the why. So what is your motivation behind this goal? And ask yourself, why am I doing it? At least three times. I had a goal forever to do um, a bunch of muscle ups. And it got down to it, it was not really about the muscle ups. Like I didn't actually wanna do a muscle up. I wanted my body to look and feel a certain way. And so I kept the goal as the muscle up, but I, I recognized that it was more so like, I want to I want to feel a certain way about my body. I want to look a certain way. And so over time that has evolved as a goal because I recognize the motivation is actually totally different. So I wasn't practicing those muscle ups because that wasn't really the thing I was after. It was after like this particular look and feel in my life. So check in with the why because if the why is unclear or motivated by somebody else and not yourself and not truly what you want for you, then you're gonna come up short every single time. So get clear on the why. The second thing to consider with each goal is what is the cost? If it doesn't happen, at whose expense is that? So, or or is there a cost? If there isn't a cost, it might be that you don't take it seriously enough or um, is it so big that you're gonna let down a billion people? This Bill Gates documentary series on Netflix, it's so good, just really brought home the cost. You know, he's trying to solve things like polio and um, toilets for the developing world, proper sanitation, and the cost of him failing is pretty big. But, you know, on the other side, it was already a problem, so it's not like he's causing a new problem, I don't think. I don't know all that. But the cost of him not you know, excelling at those goals are large. So that will make the motivation and the push to achieve them even even more intense or um, focused. And then the last question you wanna ask, especially on an achievement goal, is what's the reward? If you achieve this, then what? If you buy a new house, are you gonna have a house party? If you run that marathon, are you gonna go you know, drink a beer? Like what's the reward if you achieve it? The other type of goal is a habit goal, and on top of those questions, you would just ask, how often am I gonna do this, and how will I track it or keep myself accountable? So if my yoga goal is to practice every single day, perhaps my tracking is uh, through an app, or I could have like a chart on my wall, and my accountability might be around, um, I don't know, like I, I have to tell my husband every single time I don't, which would make me feel disappointed in myself. And then, you know, that would help me stay on track. So, so that is how we write the goals. Again, you're trying to write just three to five big goals, and then you'll write, you know, the incremental goals below those. So you should have anywhere from 
nine to 15 goals because you have the three to five big goals and then the you know subsequent smaller, like six month, three month underneath them. And then you're gonna write them out and make sure they are clear, clear, clear. Again, I would err towards three. You can do it all, just not all at once because uh, you wanna be sure that you can vocalize them easily and clearly so you know if you're on track or not. Okay, so that is the goal setting portion and that's probably the thing that's gonna take you the longest to do. So sit down, make sure you really think through, get clear, get clear, get clear, keep asking yourself why, why, why. And uh, next episode, we're going to be talking through habits and daily tips to stay on those goals to live your best year yet.